is what camp's about. Who's with me? Keep telling your little story. What was that? Hello? Hello? Can anybody? Time for you all to leave. Hey. Clearly this group has no respect for my lab. Oh, Bumpy. Gave it a name that's precious. We're on our own. We've lined up exclusive behind-the-scenes tours of Jurassic World. Ooh. Yes! Dinosaurs? Plenty of dinosaurs. So, ready for an adventure? Absolutely! But I'm gonna need that speech a little shorter and really try to lean into the majesty of this place. <laughs> okay, we're going now. Let's get the six of you to camp. Welcome to the Jurassic Park Podcast. I am your host, Brad Jost, and today we have our full spoiler thoughts on Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4, and I am back again with my good friend, what side are you on, uh, in the video. Uh, Tom Jurassic is here. How you doing, Tom? Uh, the same as I was in our non-spoiler video since we recorded them back to back. That's true, but these are coming out several days apart. So are you good this day instead as opposed to the other day? <laughs> I am psychically predicting that I will be okay on this day as well. Uh, well, let's fingers crossed. We'll see. Hopefully. Um, before we get started, uh, again, a huge thank you to DreamWorks uh, Animation for giving us a chance to watch this ahead of time. We thanked them last time as well. We'll continue to yeah. thank them over and over again because, you know, it's awesome that we uh, have the chance to make some content for you guys ahead of time. It, it makes it so much easier on us to be able to have this yeah. stuff ready to go in the queue, popping up right when the season comes out or in the embargo day for, for the non-spoiler stuff. So thank you so much to DreamWorks marks for letting us watch this early and, and giving us that access really really appreciate it um now yeah, I agree for every fully. yeah and for everybody listening if you have not watched season four yet please back out leave turn your back go turn on your netflix account watch all 11 episodes and then come back to us you know just just i just want to see you walking away as you go back to your netflix account because brad, brad our viewership figures have gone down to zero that's fine Bye, What's everybody. Going on? <laughs> Bye. Go watch the show first, and uh, we'll we'll see you come back later on. Um, but if you do want those those like spoiler free takes, we did an episode on that a few days ago. So if you have not seen the full thing, um, please go back and listen to the spoiler free takes in our podcast feed and on YouTube. But um, this is going to be full spoilers, complete conversation about a lot of the things. We're going to go point by point and discuss all the major spoiler things here. So. If you have not, this is me just wasting time for you to get out of here. This is like several minutes of me wasting time. If you have not seen season four, leave. But without further ado, why don't we go ahead and dive into the full spoiler reactions here for season four. So, Tom, um, I want to start on what was what was one of my like biggest things that I was like, all right, so guys, let's speculate on what's going on yeah. at the end of season three. Season season three ends with a boat. You know, the kids are on the boat. This boat's driving away, and there's a dinosaur in the boat. And what's that dinosaur? It's a compy. And it's it pays it doesn't matter whatsoever. You know? That's the thing. So again, that's like that's a little plot point that I was like Oh man, like that's it. When yeah. I saw that, and this is in the first episode of the season, I'm like, oh, all that speculation, all those thoughts, all those theories. And there were, let me tell well, you, there nothing. was there was a theory for each and every dinosaur that exists on Nublar, and even yeah. some that probably don't. But like, we thought it, it was Robert Muldoon finally escaping <laughs> Isla Nublar all of these years later. Look, I mean, you're that has been said. Um, 
uh, Hap, you know, the guy from season two, season two, right? He, we knew, mm-hmm. we thought about maybe he was in there. I suspected a baby raptor, but none of that happened. It was a compy. So when that was revealed, I was like, oh man, a compy. And it was used in a way to like, all right, let's have one last hurrah with the, with the, with the dinosaur before we get off this, you know, <laughs> off this place and, and, uh, you know, back into Costa Rica. So I was a little disappointed that it was just a compi and it didn't necessarily matter to the rest of the story. And also shout out to that compi. I'm so sorry you got killed. That is horrible. So well deserved death in my opinion. Oh, come uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> almost as deserved as the Brachiosaurus in Falling Kingdom. You know, you uh, love bringing that up, don't you? <laughs> You're going to make me like numb to the whole thing and it's not even going to matter anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll see another Brachiosaurus die in Dominion, don't you worry. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I think so. The thing with this reveal is we said it when we, we reviewed season three. Season three felt like it could have ended on that note. And really, really did, the yeah. only thing stopping it from ending organically was the presence of this animal on the boat. So you felt as if mm-hmm. the whatever was on the boat had to be something really significant in order for the story to continue. So to have it just be a compy felt pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it kind of being brutal, I think they made it a compy so they could make episode one last an entire episode because otherwise it would have just been the Mosasaur attack and then it would have led to them being on the beach. So it felt like it was used for a padding effect more so than anything else, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it was was used to pad out that episode and then to uh, showcase how... um, Well, maybe we'll skip over my second point here. How how (laughs) intimidating I was throughout this entire season. Because, guys... Oh, for God's sake... (laughs) If you're not sick of me and my name, well, guess what? Go watch season four and just hear my name, Brad, constantly <laughs> said around every turn. And let me I'm tell you, I'm gonna hear the end of this. <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing. So we're, we're gonna talk about the Brad and the Brad X, okay? So um, I, are we look, just going straight to it because it's your name, so it's the most important thing. It's the most important thing from this season. And here's the thing. So I laughed so hard when I heard that. I was like, actually, I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, did they say brat? Or like, I I literally did what like, well, like I, I've been complaining about my entire life, how people, nobody knows what my name is. And even though it's just a normal name that like people don't hear it correctly. And like, I, I did the same thing. I was like, did they say brat? There's no way they said Brad. Right. And they did. And they, it, what was it? It was like a bio robotic uh, I don't even I know how to spell my name. I have it down, but I didn't um, prepare my notes. I can uh, find assistant it quickly if you want. D- droid or something like that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how did they settle on that? Those words to 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 make it a Brad? And I was like, what it's is because happening of you, here, Brad? Uh, no, I'm not. You. I'm not going to take any credit. I just, <laughs> I was just perplexed. I'm like, how did, how did you guys, Scott? How did you settle on Brad? Because that it was... you say you, you say it's not because of you, but we've not even started talking about the Joast bot that shows up at the end of the season as well. Uh, seriously, seriously, um, no. But uh, so here's the thing with the Brad. I I was like, okay, I actually like I dig the the the, the robot dinosaur. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, no, 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 no. Uh, I dig the robot dogs. <laughs> I, I dig them. Ruined. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said the worst, the the the, the opposite thing. Um, I really, really dig the dogs. I think those are pretty cool and they're intimidating. They're they're you know, and they're believable to a point where like you know maybe that tech's a little a little far out of our reach right now. Mm. Which is where Jurassic usually lies. It usually is a little bit outside of our scope. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's very, very cool. I dig that. I, they have these like, you know, uh, commands, and then they um, they can like shock things and and knock things out. I, I, it was all very believable. I'm like, okay, this is just like Boston Dynamics, you know, times a hundred or something. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, and then Brad X shows up, and uh, and no. No. It's no. a robot velociraptor, essentially. It, it, yeah, and it's, it's yeah. It's goofier. It, it is. And so this this actually popped up, I think, in the EW article. They had mentioned that in, you know, they had mentioned somewhere in the article that, like, and then there's a robot dinosaur. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not a robot dinosaur. It's a dog. It's definitely, why would you say a robot dinosaur? <laughs> it's just for sure a robot dog. And, no. and you were like, oh, this is as bad as it gets. It's fine. <laughs> well, no, but I was fine. I'm totally fine with the dogs. I love the dog. If they had continued with the dogs the whole time, I would have been yeah. totally on board because they are intimidating. There was many shots of them like in the dark and you see their red eyes or in the fog and you see the eyes. And it 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 was pretty cool. And they're fast and they're scary. Like So that was great. But the Brad X was just goofy looking to me. And I just, yeah. I, I could not get past that part of it i think that was like where the believability ends for me i was like okay um so this like i could ex i could see this world existing you know in the future in in dominion or something like that if, if a, hey a robot dog shows up in dominion cool i'm all for it but then you sh you have this robot shark head looking thing that's super goofy it just didn't really do it for me so that that was that was a big bummer uh note for me and it took up like half the episodes um and yeah i just cannot see that existing in a jurassic world universe so how about you what yeah. do you think about the the brad and brad x i think for me even the default brads were a step too far like yeah. having this shocking gun that came out i was saying to um someone and i was saying to you actually that they remind me of these robots that appear in more of the worlds and i'm actually i'm gonna send you a photo quickly um live on stream just so we can get your reaction for everyone watching at home um i'll send it over fd um just because i think that <laughs> the similarities when you look at this you're gonna see it and for me the things in more of the worlds granted they're made by futuristic humans but these are like humans far in the future um and yeah. the, the similarities are just like spot on so yeah. it, it really pulled me out of it and i was like i'm watching <laughs> some alien invasion thing now instead yeah. of jurassic park um yeah that, that so is I, exactly I pretty much minus like the head's the, a little different but yeah and the heads in war of the worlds are way gorier because they fire like a projectile bolt um but yeah, it just, it really pulled me out of it. And I think that's the thing is Jurassic, it's such a fine line with technology. Like I know a lot of people have a problem with the hologram in the innovation center, for example. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for me that works because it kind of feels quite natural with that building and that building being the forefront of technology. Yeah. Um, whereas this, you've kind of got this rival company that aren't in gen, 
we've been told that in general ways like the most sophisticated company out of all of them and then suddenly you have these people with robots going around everywhere and like reflective walls that perfectly mimic the landscape this is really what I meant in our non-spoiler episode where I said it felt a little bit too much like Westworld for me um and I kind of I've really suppressed my feelings around the robots because I think they ruin what is otherwise a good season for me yeah so I, I, you know, I, I think that this is definitely one of the cons, you know, the, the Brad yeah. X specifically, like I said, if you kept the Brad's, I would have been good. You seem to not be, but like, that's where I was like, ah, oh man, that's a big, that's a big one that like really yeah. weighs it down a lot. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I, if I they'd been Brad J's, we would have been fine, but it's just, would have been X's, great. You know? Would have been great. Just a bunch of me's being like <laughs> spilling out theories that don't make any sense along the way, you know? Um, but, but anyway, that's, that's the Brad and the Brad X. I am so sorry. I am so sorry, everybody. I had nothing to do with this, but I feel like it's all my fault. So <laughs> let's move on to the next point, which is the very, very end of the, of the show and the season. Uh, not the show, I guess. It can can continue on. Uh, but uh, we had a big reveal here, which I I know somebody had mentioned and, and I had discussed at some point. And I basically was like, I don't know if that's where I really want to see this thing going. Like, yeah. But Kenji's dad is here. Uh, Kenji's dad. Uh, did they say his name? Was it uh, da- uh, Daniel or something? I forget what they had said. Yeah, um, I think may- so. Maybe, maybe not. Forget the name. Anyway, I thought it was a pretty interesting reveal, and I, I, um, I was actually into it. I maybe if I wasn't into this idea before, I think the way that they they handled a lot of um, this season and previous seasons, and you know, a lot of this season was about Kenji coping with you know, a relationship with his father and, and like yeah. how he, how he would do maybe instead, um, take over. I got a cough. <laughs> my, my brain has just put so many dots together. So it's revealed that Kenji's dad is the person in charge of Manticore. And it now makes sense why in season one and two, Kenji was always talking about his dad having all this back end access and seeing all of these things behind the scenes, being in the tunnels at Jurassic world because the whole time as Ronnie trusted him and he was just stealing research for Manticore. Yeah, I think, sorry, I've got a little, I'm like a little under the weather, so I'm trying <laughs> okay, to like... You're just like, yeah, anyway. Because <laughs> uh, you can't ignore it because of the video, so I'm like, I'm still, you know, on video, but uh, yeah, I've got a little cold or something. I don't know what's going on. But um, but yeah, it is, it is interesting that there's the potential that he was, you know, stealing a lot of stuff maybe out of the park, but... It makes a lot of things interesting overall that w- I don't know if we'll get to today or not. But um, but I did like that, you know, that reveal at the end. You know, he he steps out of yeah. the fog and he's he's got his very demanding voice. And he's like, you know, I, I forget what he said, but he comes out and he clicked. stumbles his words. And he's like, Dad? And he's like, like, it's just the back and forth. And you're like, oh, like, why? Like, did he know all along that this was happening? Like, yeah. Has he been like aware? Like I, I don't know. It's just crazy, and I, I um I, I just don't know. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? It seems like he's probably still a bad guy, you know. Even though yeah. even though a lot of this stuff in this season felt like it was Cash's doing an idea a, lo- a lot of the way. I was like, hmm. And we'll talk about that more. I was like, I don't know who is who here. Um, why didn't he help out? Why didn't he get somebody to this island? His son is out there. Like what? 
what is happening yeah. here? Like, what? I know the relationship is strained and not great, but why didn't he help out? Um, you know, and it would have been a great way to say, hey, uh, my son is stuck on this island. Uh, I got to go there, you know, or something. Like, what, yeah. what, hap- what happened here? And I need, I really need more. And I'm, I'm, I cannot wait to see how this plays out in I'm like excited season to see five. How it plays out. Yeah. You know, like what is I the am... conversation here? Because that is the that is a cliffhanger right there. Like a big yeah, it's hard a really stop. Big one. You know, it's a big yeah, it's a big one. And and then like I want to see that follow up conversation. Yeah. And see like if at that point it's it's wouldn't you just be like, Kenji, what are you doing here? And then all right, this is done. We're this is over. We're we're shutting this down for a minute. I'm taking you guys home. Cause like, and then yeah. it's like I got to come up with a story and all that, and but like I feel like they would just go home after that. But who knows? Who knows? Well, Brad, um, you, you're forgetting quite a big detail. And oh, am I? I think am it I? sets it, it sets the tone for his dad not being a very in. nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cliffhanger is basically the kids get trapped with a very cool choice of dinosaur that we will discuss a little bit later on. Um. But Cash makes the point of saying that he didn't know what was going on, but Kenji's dad set the trap for them to catch them. So Kenji's dad was willing to trap people in with dinosaurs just to catch what they were doing on the island. So that's not a very nice person at all. No, yeah, I get the idea that he's not... He's not a good idea because they still wanted to um, set up um, some sort of of showing here for investors. Um, Yeah. But it was very confusing along the way. I was like, does he like because he's shutting down cash and his ideas like of Mm. certain things on the phone. You hear a lot of back and forth on the phone. Yeah. But then but then he also wants this stuff to also happen. I, I was very confused about his where like where does he lie in all of this? Because. You have Dr. May Turner, who is like a nice, you know, a nice character who who really helps out the kids. And then you have Cash, who's like a bad guy. I feel like this guy, he could be in the in-between of them, I, I, but I don't know. I still am I'm unsure, you know? I, I get the feeling that he's bad, purely because the stuff that he was happy with Cash doing was the main stuff that we see Cash doing. Um, that was mm. the stuff that he wanted him doing the whole time because there's a phone call where he says, just stick to doing this. Um, are you happy for me to just say what it is? Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then, yeah, so there's dino fighting in this, which is mm. something that I think a lot of us have speculated. It kind of makes sense that, say, in the modern day stuff being sold at Lockwood Manor to the Russian mob guy, for example, it's probably going to be used for something nefarious like that as well. Um, But in this context, Cash is kind of trying all of these other ideas. Um, And when he's on the phone with Kenji's dad, his dad is like, no, just stick to the fights and get them ready for investors. So, yeah, I find I find that quite interesting because it's again, he he kind of strikes me as like the morally bankrupt version of Masrani, essentially. So Masrani was pretty detached from everything that was going on in Isla Nublar. And that ultimately led to the creation of the Indominus Rex. But I think if he really knew about that stuff, he would have stopped it. Whereas, and you see him try to stop it in Jurassic World with that yeah. conversation with Wu. Whereas yeah. it feels like Kenji's dad is the antithesis of that and he doesn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, it doesn't seem like he's a good guy and he's willing to let all this stuff happen. And I just, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that's explored, you know, yeah. going forward. And, and why, like, 
you know, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to to think about and stew on for a while. There's a lot um, to unpack with this season. Yeah, um, and it's like I said in our non-spoiler review. A lot of it, you look at it, and the robots and things are very goofy on the surface level. But then you think about some of the deeper themes at play here, and actually, there's a lot tonally that ties into our relationship with the animals, um, and also the human element, because I think that's a big thing in Jurassic World in general. I mean, Fallen Kingdom again. You have humans auctioning off dinosaurs. They're not thinking mm-hmm. about the animals. They don't give a no. whatever. They're just thinking about making money. And again, you see that explored here. So when you get into it, it does tap into those darker themes from Jurassic, which I think is what season four does really well. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, you know, season five, it sounds like if, if they're going to continue with their plan, the investors and stuff like that, I'm like, hey, this is kind of like, a, you know, a, a Jurassic Park for this island in a way where like we're gonna have people come out see the island in progress and then later open it up to the the public or something like that so it's interesting to see how this is all gonna play out um cash is is um you know a major part of this season uh Haley joel osmond i think he performed it well but i just I, i wasn't really into the character very much um and i think overall this you know i know a lot of what we see as like shortcomings with Camp Cretaceous turn out to be you know, probably a budget issue or something like that. Like they're yeah. not going to fill this park with tons of people and things like that. But the fact that this park was cash and Dr. May Turner and that's it. Like it didn't seem like there was anybody else anywhere ever. It was like just robots and, and two yeah. people. Um, and I was like, I took issue with like cash being like the sole developer of a lot of this. And then we find out that yeah. he was he was also the person who intimidated Sammy's family. And so like it's it seems like a lot of this is like him. And like yeah. you know, he he is just straight evil. Where that's why I'm questioning you know the the dad there. I'm like I'm not too sure. But like because we haven't seen a lot of his side yet. But like Cash is like willing to like kick a, a kid, you know, and and push him into like a dinosaur trap or like you know just kill people left and right. He was will- He literally thought he killed uh, Doctor May Turner, and he's like, "Well, that's settled. You know, we don't have to do anything about that anymore." And you're like, "Okay," yeah. like he is he is straight up a bad guy who's like kicking his robots down into the water and just like he doesn't care. He's l- willing to let dinosaurs yeah. fight in front of him and and create killer robots in general like so a lot of this i was i took issue with like like how does he how does he develop all this stuff like how there's no information on the biomes really like where how is this island developed i want to know more about that like what's going on there how did cash did he do all this himself like create these things or i know there was a comment in the series about some outside company that made something or other uh i forget what he had said but i think it was about some of the robots oh, it was the, the chips a chips the maybe robots. yeah maybe it was yeah. the chips so like he there is some people working on some things but a lot of this is like him and like i so i'm like confused as far as a lot of that's like happening, especially but. with how many brad x's he makes really quickly as well yeah and and plus we also know that the dinosaur uh, i'm sorry the uh the brads are working on the brad x's too so they're yeah like there is like so the robots can may, maybe build robots i don't know which is possible um you know robots West build World. cars every day <laughs> no ro- no robots build cars every day here you know true, so it's, true. it's possible um but um slightly so, different robots though brad 
<laughs> Almost. You know, they they are kind of like the robot that like takes that the 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 dinosaur egg out of the uh you know hatchery. That's that's yeah. basically what we have. Um but cash is an interesting one. What do you have any thoughts on cash in particular? Um at times he reminded me a lot of Danny Nedermeyer from the Legend of Easter <laughs> Blonde, the Lego show. Sure. Um he was very eccentric. Um I thought he was genuinely quite dark. And he sort of, in many ways, he made me think of, like, a cross between that character of... Like, a cross almost between Dennis Nedry and Lewis Dodgson. Because he he sort of had the childish moments in Nedry where, like, the video game, for example, he couldn't stand the fact that Darius had beaten him at the game, so he had to go back and... Do He's that cheating with him until yeah. he won it, but no, but he was yeah, even yeah, cheating yeah. at. It. He's like, I, then, I'm not. Like, even, I can't Dodgson, even beat this kid. Yeah, <laughs> and then for Dodgson, he's like very cunning, and there there were like a couple of moments that I think called back to the Lost World book where Dodgson kicks Sarah off of the boat with like him joking with Darius about feeding him to the Raptors, and you're like, is he joking or is he actually going to do that? And um, so I thought, yeah. He was quite a sinister character, which was nice. Yeah, I I got the feeling that he would have done whatever he would he was saying, but yeah. like he also like was really dumb because like he he's <laughs> he's not catching on. Like he you every every like around every turn you're like oh he knows what's happening. He's he's he thinks Darius is like planning something, but then he forgot about it. He he doesn't care, and he's like yeah go ahead Darius yeah. do your thing. Like I believe what you're saying to me, and you're like oh like he doesn't he doesn't catch on to what's happening here behind the scenes. So he was an interesting character, but, and I, I talked about it before of like how much of this is, is him versus Manicor itself, you know, cause yeah. Manicor on one hand, it's like, you know, a company that as far as, um, you know, Dr. May Turner is concerned, she, she's doing great work, you know, in this, in this company to like, to do a lot of research and and yeah. and she's talking about the facility like when this facility's up and running we're going to be creating you know breakthrough after breakthrough at this place so it's like she seems to be on the side of good and she doesn't even know she only learns about Manicor's bad side from the kids yeah so you know i'm like how much is Manicor doing behind the scenes like what are, what are what does yeah. the front of Manicor look like uh you know I don't I find know. It and, really and why do they have this island? You know, it's it's probably the exact same with a company like Biosyn, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. I would bet that in Dominion, Biosyn are introduced as this company that are helping to capture and round up the dinosaurs. Maybe, and then it's only behind the scenes that you have all this shady stuff going on. So it's really interesting seeing the parallels there. I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see how that plays out. It will probably be very similar because we know that there's going to be bad stuff behind the scenes, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know what Manicor's up to and like, you know, and how much of it was just cash because he seems like a bad guy doing a lot of stuff on his own, you know? And it was interesting yeah. to see Sammy's reaction. She like literally was like, I got to go confront him. Uh, this is bad. The kids ended up stopping her, but you know, it was pretty intense there for a bit. He's, he's a bad guy, a bad guy. So I... I I hope maybe more is revealed in the in the future about this company and and what they're doing. Yeah, you know? me too. I'd but, really like to see Manta pop up in something live action. Now, I don't think there'll be in any future projects on the horizon, but it would be cool to see something that maybe explores their backstory a little bit more pre Camp yeah. Cretaceous and what exactly they were doing. Yeah, and you know, like there's no reason why you know maybe for 
a character or something is in a city in Dominion or something and they pass by a building that has like a poster <laughs> for like Manicor. You know, like there there could be like an ad Magical on the side pharmaceuticals. of pharmaceuticals. Like yes, there there why why would that not be a thing? Like make expand the world, make it feel real. Why why not have a billboard or something like that that shows Manicor, yeah. you know, or or a commercial or something like, you know, the side of a bus stop, you have those those little ad things on the side. So um yeah, I Dino Fight Arena up. now in San Diego. <laughs> um, not much to say. I didn't have this in the notes, but uh, not much to say about Dr. May Turner. She was a great addition here. I thought she was really cool. Um, she seemed to be doing some great work, really smart. I love that that yes. it it opened up the world a little bit where Darius is like, I, I I know you, you look familiar. And then he's like, Oh, I got it, Dr. May Turner. Um, so that was pretty cool that it opened up the world and she is a celebrity to him, you know, just like Dr. Alan Grant and and uh Ellie Sattler and, and all these people. It's like really cool that uh this is another one of those characters for him yeah there is one connection i really wish they made here so obviously she's a dinosaur behaviorist and she's looking particularly at their neurological pathways and how we can communicate with them i really wish that they said that before joining manticore she had been a part of the Ibris program before jurassic world fell I think that would have been a really cool, nice piece of connective tissue to show her after InGen got caught in all of these court battles post-Jurassic World. Maybe some of their talent was leaving to work for other organisations. I just feel like something like that would have then kind of added more credit to that programme in the first film as well. She'll be thinking, okay, so Owen can communicate with these creatures maybe that's something in the background he's been working on with Dr May and that kind of stuff. It just seemed like there was such a close correlation in those two projects that I feel like maybe at some point in time they were meant to connect up, but then ultimately they didn't. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know what, what her backstory could have been, but yeah, she, she also could have been a program like uh, part of a program like uh, Jurassic World Live Tour showed, which was all about yep. the behavior of like the emotional element of these dinosaurs and stuff and literally yeah, so communi- like communicating with them. So like a lot of the elements that yeah. she's working on feel very in tune with what happened in Jurassic World Live Tour. So that's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, so there's, and and I think, you know, we'll get into even more of it here, but uh, in a little while, but the the emotional state, the connection with the dinosaurs, all that stuff is really awesome. Um, let's yeah. talk about this island here for a second. Um, what What are your thoughts on this, whatever this island is overall? So I have a theory on where it is. Um, Okay. I think it's I I can't remember if I did a spit I think I mentioned it in the trailer breakdown I made, but there's an archipelago that's off the coast of Costa Rica. So I think it would be really cool to have it like set up there. So it's just within range of Nublar to get samples off of it and grab things. Um but yeah, in in terms of the island itself, it's cool. It's just it's really weird, like you say, with the biomes and the way it works. Because all I had in my head the whole time um, while they were going between all these biomes was I was sat there thinking, this isn't Manticore, this is Monarch. This is like that (laughs) dome facility that they keep King Kong in on Skull Island. It must be. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it mixed between that and and Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. A a little too far-fetched. And I think that's, that's maybe... Where I think so, I I think you can draw a lot of parallels between season four 
and how Manticore are presented and how Monarch are presented in the Monsterverse. Mm -hmm. And in the Monsterverse, Monarch, it works because you gradually see their technology grow over the films. So in the first Godzilla, they're basically just working with the US Army. Then in Skull... um, Skull, no, Kong Skull Island, (laughs) you get like old-fashioned monarchs, so you learn about their background. Then in um, the second Godzilla film, you finally get a little bit more futuristic tech with things like the... the like the signaling wing, and the Argo, the USS Argo, and that kind of stuff as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, whereas here it was just kind of like, hey, have all this really futuristic tech straight away. And that yeah. that is, I think, my biggest problem is I could get past the the robot dogs as much as they are a sticking point for me. I would be fine with them if it wasn't for technology like this as well. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Like it looked awesome. And and uh there was there was a moment where like uh pteranodon like smashed into it and i was like yes that's awesome like you actually show the boundaries here which is really cool um and uh it was just like kind of like i I actually i could side with with this tech and i'm like okay um you know i guess somebody developed this i don't really understand it per se but like it seems like it's an island that maybe from the top just looks like a normal island but inside these you know the land somehow are these biomes that I, yeah, it's like hard to even talk through them. Like, I don't know how, how yeah. it exists. I don't, I just don't understand how it should <laughs> exist, but, but it's there. Do you know what it makes me think of? What? My Jurassic World evolution parks where it's like just a tropical island and then randomly in an enclosure, there's sand painted in the boundaries of an enclosure and then nowhere else. Yeah, I know. I uh, <laughs> I've thought that before when I'm like, okay, here is this place, and oh, okay, there's sand here now. So, but yeah. but yeah, I I I thought it was cool to, to be able to travel in these tunnels, like in between. Yeah. It, it really felt like Westworld to me. There was that I forget what maybe season two or something like that where they were able to travel between everything via like these you yeah. know, places, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but it, you know, okay, you believe right. it in you believe it in that show, and like you were saying with with monarch you you believe it even though kong skull island um not, not that one godzilla versus kong took it to like <laughs> level 100 with like flying yeah. things that like can travel into portal like so it's like oh okay uh, you know i can believe it there though it makes sense for me yeah but here it was like a little iffy for me so but i also take issue with how like how does this exi- this island exist in this world v- yeah. so close to nublar and maybe close to to costa rica i just don't understand how nobody knows this stuff has is found happening. it like yeah. yeah it's just like really interesting i just don't know well yeah that there, there's a couple of broad issues with it i think this island being one of them and then we'll we'll probably touch on it next i think which is where some of the dinosaurs have come from as well um because it just feels a little bit a little bit like surely somebody else would know that's going on, especially like you say, say, say this is that cost, that Costa Rican archipelago. It's not that far from the mainland. There's going to yeah. be boats going past. There's going to be people seeing it and um, that kind of stuff. So I think that in terms of the, like the logical world building here. Okay. So I'm going to, sus- you do have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, essentially to sort of make it all fit within this universe. Now, yeah. I'm going to blow your mind on the subject of the island. Here you go. Okay. Blow my mind. In Let's season do it. in season one of Count Cretaceous, 
we get that throwaway line from Wu that canonizes the InGen Martel facility, the facility I always talk about in Siberia, um, where he says they found woolly mammoth remains. If yeah. Kenji's dad is friends with Masrani, like we know he is, then he likely would have known about that. And he was clearly preparing to steal something from that environment because there is an Arctic tundra environment on this island. And it doesn't seem like any of the other animals really fit within that location. So I would fully bet that that location was constructed with the anticipation that woolly mammoths were on the way from InGen. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's impossible to tell. But I do think that this island, which I speculated ahead of time, that exactly what this show was, was doing was that, you know, we're going to have dino battles and each of these places are different battle arenas so i yeah. don't know if i don't know if it matters like as far as what goes in yeah. each area oh because they're um, gonna be dead before they're comfortable in their environment right exactly like it's not about <laughs> like they store the, a lot of the dinosaurs in the like compound like they don't even like the, the yeah. ceratosaurus is just like behind a door in a compound and i don't think it matters like um but some of them like the the rexes apparently live in their i, I have i have no idea but um <laughs> But I think a lot of these were just battle arenas, which I think is pretty cool. Like yeah. if you're playing Mortal Kombat, you're like, hmm, I'm going to pick this character and then I'm going to pick this backdrop because I want to battle yeah. here because it's really cool. And I think that's like, it's like here, it's like, well, let's get some of the investors and, and some people, you know, today we've got a battle here, a, a T-Rex versus a Kentrosaurus. And it's going to take place. a recreation of Big Rock National Park. Yeah, you can make anything you want, <laughs> you know. I I imagine yeah. it's kind of, I don't see, the technology I just don't understand. Like, how is all this, because it's like massive, massive snow biome that like needs like yeah. these snow gliders to like get across. And it also has ice and water that who how deep is this? I don't know. Um, there's mountainscapes, it seems like, and there's snow. Like, how, where's the snow coming from? It, I I don't understand it, but like uh, I'm I'm willing to suspend my disbelief with a lot of this island. But <laughs> it's an interesting one that I just don't. There's it, you're just going to talk around in circles. But let's move on to the yeah. dinosaurs themselves. Um, before before we go on to the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. What do you got? What do you got? Can we talk about the island that this show was not uh, set on? Because it feeds directly into the dinosaurs. Okay, Isla Sorna. Okay, which man, this this yeah. bummed me out, man. Like, because like all signs pointed to Sorna, and that's why we talked about it so so much, right? We talked about yeah every little thing that popped up about this season. It's like, oh, the Spino. Okay, well, yeah, it's probably Sorna. So we're probably going to go to Sorna, but then there's like a, a desert place that <laughs> this maybe exists somewhere else. Like it's going to be the and we connect it to live tour. It's like, oh, it's the you know. <laughs> <laughs> the desert out in uh, the whatever I forget where it in Chile, like yeah. somewhere out there. It's like okay, that's definitely this, but we didn't go to Sorna, and that is a, a big bummer. So so, yeah. Um, I don't know what else. What else we have I, about Sorna? I don't think that it was a big bummer that we didn't go to. Sorna. I know you don't. I, I know you don't. I am very happy that we went to a brand new location because I think that's what we need more of in the franchise. The However, with the brand new location is we don't know anything about it still. Like I, I, I wish exactly. The, I wish the location this, mattered. 
This is what I'm getting onto. This show, as I said in season in in season one, we we haven't done season one of reviews. I meant to say our non-spoiler review, not season one of our reviews. <laughs> and in our non-spoiler review, I said that this show seriously lacks some exposition. And nowhere is this greater evidenced than when you get a throwaway line from Cash saying that some of the dinosaurs are from Isla Sauna. And that's it. You don't get any other reference to what has been happening on Sauna, how Manticore have made it onto that island, or what other yeah. assets were recovered from it. And even then... Well, there, there, there are, we'll... there's like three instances or two or three instances of, of Sauna popping up. But, but you're right. It's, yeah. it's all like, well, we got the DNA from there. Or this dinosaur yeah. came from there. But that's it. That's it. It's not explained further, which is incredibly disappointing. Mm -hmm. Because at, at this point in time, if we're to take into account the viral marketing, whether you want to hold it as canon or not, apparently the dinosaurs have mysteriously disappeared from Sauna, right? This explains how it's happened. Why aren't we exploring that further? Why aren't you showing us more about the manticore operation that's happening there? I mean, even if you just have like say Darius walk in on cash on a video call with somebody who's on the island extracting some of the dinosaurs, some, something like that to just really let us see more of it. Because while I don't think this whole season needed to be set on the sauna, if you're making that connection to it, you need to deliver because it is something that fans have wanted to see for so long. So to just yeah. tease it and then not build on it anymore really does highlight what we were talking about uh, when we say this season has some good ideas and he wants to tie into them, but it just doesn't fully commit to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to fault them for for doing, you know, not doing much with Sorna because, like, that's just not where the story was going. But, but some explanation as far as like, like the dinosaurs that they did get from Sorna, like when, when was that? Like, when did that happen? Yeah. Like, was that like, because uh, all of this would have had to have happened pre, like. Jurassic World opening because yeah. as we as we've referenced many many a time that like the dinosaurs were whatever was left on Sorna was taken to Nublar and that's it that's that's the end of the story so like when like when did this happen this must have happened prior to that right unless yeah. the the reports of all of that stuff happening was a lie which is also bogus but like i i, I don't know I, I i wish there was some information as far as like why why the, did they do this when did this happen and and stuff like that and i think yeah i don't know what the thing that gets me brad is i i feel like a lot we we get quite quite frustrated that there's not more law but maybe this shows why there isn't because even when there's a tiny little bit of law it still manages to get convoluted <laughs> I don't know. I see like I'm a part of of multiple fandoms and stuff like that and I think when it comes to moments like this in other fandoms like the lore is is explained a lot and and then you dig it yeah. you do get like multiple instances of things being explained. Sure, not everything is, but like there's always the chance that it could be explained in something. I think when it comes to Jurassic our outlets are few and far between. So when we want yeah. these these answers, we kind of want them ASAP. Um, because there's a chance we may never get any kind of answer, you know? So that's yeah. why I feel like this is a little bit different than like, hey, Star Wars like let a question out there and they they didn't really like resolve it because, hey, they're going to resolve it, you know, three books later 
or something, and you know yeah, it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, but let's go over to the dinosaurs real quick. Um, dinosaurs uh, were really cool this season, and uh, I'm going to start at the very end here with the Dilophosaurus. Finally, oh my god, man. finally back, yeah. man. And this thing looked amazing. Like, I thought this was brilliant. Like, yeah. it, it looked great. It was very quick, and it reminded me a lot of what you see out of, like, um, uh, Jurassic World Aftermath, how, like, Dilophosaurs yeah. are popping up, and you, like, shine your light at them, and then it's like, they're gone. And that's kind of, like, what happened here, where, like, uh, the the snow glider thing, you know, came out, and then they were gone. They were, they were out of there. But um, so they were very, very awesome. I loved, loved seeing them back finally yeah, uh, in, this, in the franchise. I liked how the way it was built up as well. They say there's, like, this big new mm-hmm. asset or assets arriving, and you're thinking that it's going to be this huge new dinosaur. And I think at one point I was like, oh, it's going to be the Giga. Um, but then when they turned up and it was the yeah. dinosaurs, I was like, this is so much better than any big dinosaur you could have done. And it's the fact that they nailed the 1993 design for them as well. Like they look spot on to the mm-hmm. in-gen Dilophosaurus that we know and love. Um, so yeah. it, it's cool to think that those Dilophosaurus must have come from Isla Nublar, which means we finally know what they look like at Jurassic World as well. And they were the exact same as their predecessors. Yeah, that's why this is kind of confusing overall is because like some assets are being brought in in real time. Like the like yeah. the the pteranodons were like just brought in or something, and and then the Dilophosaurs, which they were they did mention like they're eating or something at an unprecedented rate or something like. So that was really yeah. cool. But like they are still harvesting things currently, but also we have dinosaurs maybe from like 1997, you know, <laughs> so or or later a little bit later. Um, so the Dilophosaur is there. That's really, really awesome. I, I think that was really cool to finally see them back. And that setting and everything was really cool. Uh, we also had the Mosasaurus. Fantastic uh, attack sequence. I thought that was really well-directed and, and just visually cool to watch. Like, seeing that Mosasaurus attack latch onto the boat, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, mate, it, it felt like a, a different interpretation of Jurassic World, the big catch. <laughs> exactly i know right it, but it was that's, spot on. this is what i think is so cool is the fact that we might not know what's going on in the universe but ever since that incident at the start of fallen kingdom there'll be these random encounters going on in the world like maybe a fisherman boat that's also out on the water yeah and has an encounter with the mosasaurus and that's just so cool to me they become like almost like this part of mythology you know something like the morag where you hear a story about it and then one or two people have an encounter with it but nobody else can find it it's just it's really awesome to think uh, that's what a lot of these creatures will be in the current universe yeah yeah um we also had the saber-toothed tiger uh it was really really cool to see it doesn't really play like a huge role in the show um but it felt like it was just more so setting the stage for the future i feel like yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna show that this is possible that not just dinosaurs are created i mean this is the third thing we know that dinosaurs have been created we know humans have been created and now we know saber tooth tiger <laughs> has been created and that uh second you know sentence did not feel right <laughs> <laughs> it's it's real though um and and like you said the the siberia stuff with the the, the woolly mammoth and things so who knows you know this was the only thing which I, you know, I know Scott Kramer hinted at it. Um, I think it was like EW article or something. He said that like, you know, there might be other non-dinosaur things. And I, I guess maybe he was referring to 
the hybrids, uh, which maybe that's where he was going with that, but um, I don't know. Yeah, because there wasn't anything else other I than Saber Tooth Tiger. Yeah, I I deliberately avoided saying anything about this in our non-spoiler discussion because I didn't <laughs> want to tease that there'd be more I than didn't. this. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I it, it's tricky. I mean, it's nice seeing it. I would have loved to have seen more, but I think we do still have quite um a number of animals in this season and with the kind of pacing it follows, I don't really think you could have squeezed anything else in naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, so the hybrids though, I think they were pretty amazing. Look, I mean, they, yeah. were, they were fantastic. They were so cute and I love them so much. I love that the, the creation of the Sinoceratops and the Spinosaurus, like that yeah. was just, that was, that was beautiful. And, and so this is a, a moment where like, we learned that Cash, you know, uh, intimidating Sammy's family and then Sammy getting that that Sinoceratops DNA to that drone and that drone comes back to wherever Cash is and then they create the, this dinosaur. And we also had to mention that the I think that they said that the Spinosaurus DNA was from Sorna. I don't remember specifically. Yeah. Um, but no, actually, I, I don't know. Did they mention that or did they say because they said that the Brachiosaur DNA was from Sorna. So I don't know if they mentioned the spinosaurus. I think the spinosaurus is a live asset from Sauna. No, no, the T Rexes are. So yeah, Yeah. it must have been Uh, the spino DNA. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with the Sauna spino. And and again, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, but very cool to see these two things mashed up. Um, Obviously, the spinosaurus has no love for these things. It's not like it's like oh my sort of uh, son and daughter. (laughs) Uh, You know, it doesn't doesn't care. It wanted to eat them. But, uh, you know, we have to talk about this real quick is like Colin, Colin's out there in the world saying, (laughs) guys, no more. We're not doing hybrids anymore. And sure, he said that in relation to films. Right. So Mm -hmm. but what what does what does that mean? What do you what do you take uh, on that? What's your take? I, I think it's natural for there to be more hybrids. I've said this and I always stand by it. As more companies experiment with DNA manipulation, more things are going to go wrong. So mm. it makes sense. It's just the natural evolution. And if you're against hybrids, then you're against the very core fundamentals of Jurassic. So, you know, that's yeah. that's my hill. I, I, I choose I to die on it this evening. No, I agree with you, man. I know a lot of people <laughs> find a big difference between a hybrid of multiple dinosaurs and the fact that the dinosaurs yeah. could technically be viewed as hybrids themselves, you know, just normal, the normal dinosaurs. Um, so yeah, but it's interesting that it's here even after Colin said no more, no more hybrids. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to mean for the future and, um, you know, whatever happens tell to you, the dinosaurs here, I don't know, you know? One thing I would have loved to, and again, this is just me being weird and being Tom and wanting too much from something, is I would have loved to have seen them experimenting with hybridizing the Spinosaurus with other stuff as well. And maybe it hadn't worked quite as well. Because it would have been so cool to see a nod to the Spinoraptor from Jurassic World Evolution 1. Because that is one of my favorite hybrid designs we've seen in any Jurassic media. Hmm. I don't even remember what that looked like. Um, <laughs> I didn't play that one. Me, Brad. I, I don't even think I played that one. Um, <laughs> Did you even play Jurassic World Evolution one? <laughs> just, just the main game. Nothing. Else. It probably came from the doc- secrets of Doctor Wu or something, right? 
Yeah, it did. Yeah. 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 So never got around to that. But um, but yeah, it would have been cool to, to have like a list of other things, but I'm not going to fault them for that. But this one was pretty cool. Um, and I, yeah. I need I need these toys ASAP. Uh, like I need, Yeah, me too. Uh, which I don't know if we'll, we'll ever get two, you know, like one of each Angel and Rebel, but I want both of them because it's cool to How see the variation. How do you remember there. their names? Because I wrote notes and for each and every episode and I remember, you know. So it's just the way I work. I didn't um, do that. I just blag it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's also Firecracker. Don't forget about Firecracker, the Brachiosaurus. I genuinely uh, was sat looking at that name like, what was that animal? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I had that in the notes there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but I, I want that angel in, in Rebel toy, you know, the darker blue and the lighter blue. The darker one was the, yeah. the male and the female was the lighter blue. They both had the red eyes, which was really cool. Such an awesome like little creation. Yeah. Um, the Spinosaurus. Let's talk about that. Um, oh, yes. So this is another thing that like when we we talked about our non-spoiler one, it was like let's let's like not fully commit to the lore in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, so that was a bummer part for me that it's like it's never explicitly stated that it's the Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3. But like, yeah. even though Scott Kramer said it, it might be this the one that we've seen, you know, before, but, it, you know, they're not going to actually tell us. So in my we mind, it is. We were talking about it, this a lot as well, and the color scheme looks quite different in different scenes. So I yeah. was convinced in one scene that it was really sandy colored, but then in another scene you sent me a screenshot of, I was like, it's, oh, yeah, you know it, looks what? it exactly does look like, like the JP3 one. That's yeah. hard because, like, this is a, a fact of life for Jurassic fans. It's like, um, you know, there's images of of the Jurassic Park raptors looking green. So, therefore, yeah. every every instance <laughs> of a Jurassic Park raptor needs to be green. And we're like, it's not green. You know, it's not what it is. So that's the, f the fact of life here with this dinosaur as well. It's like, well, I actually like this interpretation. I think this is, like, a very, like, good yeah. visual representation of the Jurassic Park 3 one. So... To me, it yeah, is. Yeah, I agree. I, I love this this dinosaur in this season. Yeah, sure. It definitely like played the role of like dopey villain dinosaur that these kids can easily <laughs> get by, which is the case over and over again. But you know, everybody was able to get away from it. In it, well, not everybody. Yeah, not everybody in Jurassic Park three. <laughs> so there's so a few people that couldn't. But um, Cooper. but you know, <laughs> but uh, it was it was pretty cool to see here. And uh, the one instance which was awesome was. The kids are getting chased. They got chased yeah. by the Spino. They get chased by the saber-toothed tiger, and they're cornered, and the yeah. Spinos blast through the rocks and just crunches down on that saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. That was amazing. That was, like, such a you, cool moment. You literally stole the scene I was going to mention. I think oh. that... That that scene convinced me that it was the JP3 Spino because you see how aggressive it is at trying to get at these kids and it will not stop until it gets them. And yeah. that's the Spino we know from JP3 just doing whatever it can, like running through a fence to try and eat these people. So it was really cool seeing that kind of more aggressive behavior chosen for the animal again here as well to sort of keep it feeling consistent yeah. with what we've seen beforehand. I forget. I think it may have been mentioned at some point that it was extra aggressive. Um, I don't remember where or if that was real or if I just made it up. I think but, I um, think Hash might have said it as he was sending Darius out to feed it. Maybe, maybe, yeah. And and that yeah. all was really really cool. Like I love that moment. Um, 
and I loved the uh, the moment where they tried taking the hybrids there, the babies, yeah. to see if it was like you know the place for them. And there was a moment where they escaped into the tunnels, and the the spino like reaches in to try to stop the door. Yeah, just opening it, but then it closed on it. It's it kind of really... like the Indominus Rex scene from from Jurassic World, wasn't it? Which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. So I thought it was a good use of the spinosaur, like they had said. First hybrid confirmed again. <sighs> Don't start, man. We're not going there. Um, <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble. Um, all right. So Jack's already writ up, written up the script for the video. It's going to be great. Um, the Spinosaur is uh, is very cool. So I, I dug it, and I, I think it was wisely used. It wasn't the main villain or anything like that, which they had you know, eased us out of that thought process ahead of time. But um, yeah. pretty cool. Uh, another one that I want to bring up here is Big and Little Edie. So, who are they? What's the deal here? They are the Tyrannosaurus Rexes from Isla Sauna. Which ones? Explain to me. I I believe it is the doe and the juvenile all grown up. That's how I'm interpreting it. Because it's like mother and daughter. But it could also be some of the other Rexes in the sauna we'd never see. I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a hard one. I have no idea. What what episode was that? Um, so one of them has a design that perfectly matches the... I okay, think it's so, the Lost World male. So, yeah, the big... Um, big was darker. So big was the darker one. Yeah. Um, and little was, was brown. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just don't know. Um... I, I again. The issue like, is one of them basically looks like the Jurassic World Rex, which isn't that useful when it comes to identifying them. They mentioned, I think they mentioned that little Edie is the female. So the little one was the brown one, and that's the female one. Yeah. So, but they say mother uh, and daughter. So both of them yeah. must be female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're both females. So. The, Unless they're is, assuming that they're both female because they don't realize no. that there were males. No, <laughs> no, 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 they're not doing that. Um, <laughs> no. Shut that down completely. Cheers, bro. <laughs> no, they're not assuming anything. And I'm not going to say that anything's an assumption here. We've got a, a, a one of the world's most renowned scientists working with these dinosaurs, you know, <laughs> to to study them. And, and she's referring to them in this way. So this is where the the lore and everything strays for me. It's like, well, what is this? Are we saying that, are you guys trying to say that this is the mother from the lost world? The the mommy's very angry, you know, and then the child all grown up. But in, in that movie, it's like, he, 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 it's referred to as a a male and it's, it's, you know, and it's lime green. So (laughs) <laughs> well yeah no okay thanks so, um <laughs> i'm so sorry i've ruined that train of thought the, the other thing to bear in mind is the adult here does look a lot like the rex that's in jp3 so I mean, it is possible that it's that rex the juvenile from jp3 it's grown sort up. of sort of i feel like that one even more was more so green but again, it's just like a non-committal thing here. Like it's like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna say that these were brought over from the from from Sorna. They said that these two were brought yeah. over from Sorna. So have they been here since 
maybe right around 2001 prior to 2001 like yeah. what right after that i don't know um you see what, what they the could deal? have done like is is to solidify it for us all you would have needed is something like these two were brought over from sauna there was a male as well but we couldn't contain them they lived in the woodland near some cliffs so we thought this was the best environment to keep them in when we brought them to the island yeah i don't know I don't know. I have no I have no explanation. It just kind of boggles my mind because like I'm trying to think of this rationally. Yeah. The only thing that I can come I up with that... is like, hey, the story, we didn't get the full story and that there's a daughter, T-Rex, also. You know, and it's like, why do I have to create this story in my head to make it work? Yeah. You know, I don't I don't like I that. Think I the wish issue... I wish it was, you know, realized to its potential. Yeah. Instead of instead the of the issue like, that boils down to done. it here really is the fact that the patterns aren't spot on. And I think the thing is, is yes, Camp Cretaceous does take some artistic liberties, but if you're going to do something like bring in a familiar dinosaur, you do kind of need to get it right because people know what they're going to be looking for. Yeah, I don't know. But if you if you want to talk about <laughs> dinosaur designs from Sauna not making sense... Shall we come to Pierce in a minute and go forward to the Raptors for a second? <laughs> Look, I, I, I want to just—I want to just say about Big and Little Edie, I'm not happy about whatever happened there. I wish—I wish they had a, you know, made it just the Lost World male child or something like that instead of yeah. saying that, you know this was the case but i don't know i don't know what to say about that but let's talk about those raptors uh what's the deal with your, what do you yeah. got to say about the raptors okay so i know that there's been some conjecture that there is a jurassic park style dinosaur in the lost world and to the defense of that jurassic world evolution 2 does have a 1997 skin that looks like the jurassic park raptor so yeah clearly it's, it's supposed had to be files the female it's supposed to be the so, female version of the tiger raptor. Is the the Jurassic yeah. Park raptors are the females and the tiger stripes are the males. So, yeah. so we just I'm never saw any males in Jurassic Park. That's what this is meant Park. to be here. But my I issue guess. is why would you not make it something like the tiger raptors because we've not seen them again. I mean, look, it, I just I, these these raptors don't need to be anything. There's they never say anything about these raptors, I don't think, do they? Yeah. No, no, no. So, they don't. And and it's been confirmed within the show that they they create their own and they gather from other places. So yeah, maybe they just created their own. Oh, but yeah, it's Brandon. it's weird because this the Raptors are another uh, point of contention because it's like we 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 had maybe assumed based off of merchandise and different things that have been released that like we're gonna start seeing the Jurassic Park three Raptors, but that just yeah. didn't pan out at all. And and whatever Raptor is here. I don't know. I mean, you know, it kind of looks the, like the, the one from the I intro have, video, but not exactly. Yeah. Is I, I don't think they are the ones that Manticore have made because they are the in-gen design. And I don't think they'd be the in-gen design if Manticore had made them. So I, I, I could get behind it being the female yeah. of the Lost World Raptors. That's fine with me. Um, I just think it would have... If you're going into the realm of saying, hey, well, we're getting dinosaurs from Sauna, it would have been nice to see a little bit more diversity. But I get why it's yeah. not the case, because it's just yeah. a waste of assets. 
again, I'm not going to fall. Oh, don't give me. T- oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, don't, so oh, no. don't, don't get oh, me uh, started on that. No. But uh, so I'm not going to fault them for things <laughs> that they didn't do that. Maybe I would have wanted them to do or something like that. But like, yeah, the, any kind of explanation. But I think that there could have been these could have been creations that they made and that's fine. And cause I think like the, all the DNA that they've, we've heard about is something that was extracted from somewhere else yeah. from Nublar. So but of course Brad, their assets are going to look like Ingen on the side of no. the Raptor. No. So all of these assets are extracted from Nublar, which of course their assets would look like they're from Nublar. Um, yeah. The, and garages in, as well. Um, but uh, besides that, let's talk about um, Pierce for a second. Pierce, what do you oh, think? Oh, wait, I just, I just clicked what you said. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah um, I was really <laughs> off kilter with this series going back to Nublar. Oh, yeah, I know. Right? However, I still think it is going to, and we can talk about why at the end. Sure, sure, we can. Yeah, there's a bunch of points that I didn't add in the notes. But yeah, that, that garage man, let me just say, when I saw that on whatever this island is, my heart dropped. I was like, oh, yeah. a reused asset from Nublar. I'm like, this is because, like, we all thought that they were going to be going back to, you know, Nublar based off of that image that of the garage that is exactly the garage that you see on Nublar, but they didn't. So that was a bummer. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, <laughs> sorry, uh, what, community, I set your expectations yeah, too high. We all did. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> actually, before we get to Pierce, since since we're talking about reused assets, um. Another point here was Yaz had a dream and it didn't seem yeah it didn't seem like a dream it didn't really have dream tones or anything like that there was actually a sequence where Darius described a plan and it looked like a dream kind of thing because yeah. it was like him describing what the plan would have been but this dream sequence didn't look like a dream it just looked like normal life and then you see Yaz out in the jungle she picks up a notebook you're like whoa What's her notebook yeah. here? And then all of a sudden, the Indominus Rex pops out, and you're like, "Dude, I stood up and Mixed. I was like, no, yeah. no way! Oh my god! Yeah. Like I freaked out. I was like, this is crazy and really awesome. That's why you didn't yeah. tell us what the main dinosaur was. And then also, which we got to talk about, and we we teased this a lot prior to it, but I had I had mentioned that I had received an email from them, uh, the press release thing for the season that it included in an image in there of the Scorpius Rex. Yeah. And I didn't share the it because I'm like... The image is still out on the web now. It it's still, still out, out there. there. Oh, yeah. I didn't share it because I'm like, it. maybe this is probably a mistake. You know, it was probably a carryover from season three that they just didn't mean to include in this email. It was also in the Dropbox thing that they gave us uh, access to. But then later on, I went back to the, the box and it was gone. It wasn't in the Dropbox anymore. And I'm like, yeah. ooh, okay, maybe this was a mistake, like a real mistake. And this thing is actually in season four. Um, and it it was. It was in season four, but that it was just a dream thing. And I was like, I was like really bummed yeah. about it. So that didn't happen. And uh, the Carno, uh, so Toro, I guess, was in there as well. And a Ceratosaurus. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but that bummed me out, man. That bummed me out. The dream sequences suck. But the fact that they show Yaz experiencing PTSD was really awesome. That was awesome. I didn't think yeah. they would do that. And well, take not the time awesome. To actually... <laughs> well, not, not and... awesome per se, but, you know, it, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was good well, to see them it's, showcasing it's awesome trauma. that they are taking the time to communicate about mental health. Because mm-hmm. that's something that the films never do. You never get take the time to think about the emotional and psychological toll 
that these films uh, and the events that happen in them must have on the characters. Yeah. So I thought it was really, really good to see the writers actually taking some time to make us think about that. Um, yeah. And it was handled really, really sensitively as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that. It was a long-running thing that, like, hey, we're going to, you know, showcase how bad this is for, for Yaz specifically, but also show that other characters are experiencing this as well and that they're hiding yeah. it from other characters because they don't want to, like let them down and stuff like that and and characters are really struggling with performing their their duties uh, you know in, in the plan or whatever they they can't get stuff done because of this trauma and i think that's that's pretty great to show so yeah 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 but um you know i didn't put anything else well, we'll get back to it here in a minute but um yeah actually Pierce, oh. yeah, Pierce. <laughs> Let's start with Pierce again. Uh, Pierce is very cool. Um, I, I felt super yeah. sympathetic for this dino, um, you know, seeing the health dwindle, dwindle and stuff like that and, like, be so close to dying and stuff. I was like, oh, man, this poor dinosaur. Yeah. It's terrifying. Made me think of Jurassic World Evolution 2 where I see that happening, except I just let them die because the uh. vet unit's so hard to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have as much sympathy for that one, huh? Um, but but yeah, it was a great dinosaur, and I love that it had a name and, uh, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. So it expanded and it's a Kentrosaurus, so it's a new species for the franchise as well, which was yeah. really awesome. Yeah, that was great. Um, the uh, Pteranodons really didn't play a role here. Um, they just, you know... Had one little sequence yeah. with the tablet and stuff like that, which was fun. Firecracker. Although it's some... cool. I, I will say just quickly. Yeah. It's cool to think about the fact that maybe that's why there weren't any pteranodons attacking the helicopter. Uh, the helicopters that went to Nublar because they'd already been extracted by Manticore at that point and were on their way to the facility. Because if you think about, oh, wait, no, no, no they, they did. were in season they did. three. They do get attacked. Yeah, <laughs> that's so why I was ignore like, ignore me. Yeah. Wait. Wait, um, no, they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. But uh, and that explains why they're not in the film because they're attacking the helicopter on the other side of the island. So it makes sense. Sure, um, but <laughs> firecracker, firecracker um, was was oh man, that dinosaur dude. Yeah. That 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 whole thing. Which I want to I want to kind of carry this into like the next point, which is like the controlling dinosaur aspect oh, of my the show. God, yeah. So firecracker. This was this is something that made me like super emotional just watching them like perform this like quick like you know almost almost like surgical thing like they're just you know putting the thing in in the the chip in her and uh and you know th from that point on she like doesn't have control of her own you know feelings and and yeah. uh, abilities and stuff like that where like Cash can instruct her to stop and it's just like she's just frozen and it's terrifying. You can basically like see her, see her like tearing and just like trying to move. Yeah. And and it and, and and the dinosaur can't move and it's just horrifying to watch and I just It's very gut-wrenching. It was it was dark. It was dark. And this is yeah. what I talked about in the spoiler free. I was just like, man, that's heavy stuff. That is dark stuff to witness. Yeah. And this is what I feel like could play a role in the future. I I could definitely yeah. see stuff like this happening where you know, some company has it set up where, like, this is what they they want from their dinosaurs is the ability to control them, essentially. Um, it was well, like... The, Go ahead. The, the, the interesting point here is this shows that Manticore have got further than InGen because Wu was only able to make the Indoraptor respond to a laser beam. He didn't have direct control over every facet of the animal. 
Yeah, yeah, that is that is an interesting point to to talk about there. Yeah, the fact that like that's all he could do, but this company and no, not even this company, this single guy was able to yeah. like to do this. I yeah, so that's that's kind of weird, but but yeah, what what does that mean for the future to be able to control and to do like that is the added layer that yeah. that Wu needed, right? Like to be able to imagine having a, a your own raptor squad that has the ability yeah. to not and this is like something that has been laid since Jurassic World. It's like we're talking about control and even Jurassic Park, the talk of control. Like it's so it's literally a, a layer of conversation that has been there from the beginning is control. And you know, John Hammond never had control and it was all an illusion. And then in Jurassic yeah. World, the, the whole thing is about Owen controlling these dinosaurs, you know, with his cues and 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 stuff like that in his hands and his clicker. And some food, but now you've taken it to another level where you literally control the dinosaurs. So I feel like that yeah. is like a natural progression, kind of like you're saying how how uh, Monarch naturally you know progressed their their technology over the years. This has been naturally progressing since 1993, and and yeah, we definitely. we are at this point where you can control a dinosaur now, and imagine putting that into blue or something like that where yeah. you can like a uh, you know a full raptor squad of of these dinosaurs or indoraptor squad or something where yeah. you can take them and send them into battle and control every aspect of them that's pretty you know, dark what's really interesting with this as well is going back to that point about the indoraptor not being as controllable is it kind of reiterates what we said in season three about losing the research setting him back because you see that he starts at the same end point as Cash, but because he's not got all of the data and everything, he's gone back to the start, whereas Cash is taking the natural next step in what's already been done. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it kind of reiterates the stakes of the kids stopping Moe from taking away that research as well. That's possible, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that that messed him up a lot, <laughs> which yeah. you, know, you yeah. see play out a lot. But yeah, I... I uh... I don't know, man. This is such a dark plot line, and and um, I think eventually what you need to do is, you know, you have to be able to take the emotional stuff. So you take Doctor Kate Walk, uh, Walker's research and remove yeah. the emotional aspect from these dinosaurs, and you you yeah. you you know hit them with this in this chip that you can control them, and therefore you literally yeah. have a killing machine that doesn't care that you're yeah. controlling it. Like, like this dinosaur cared that it was being controlled. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you can break that, crack that code eventually But um, as a dinosaur. But this, you know, if you remove yeah. all inhibition there, that's pretty crazy. Um, so I feel like this well, will the, play a big part in the future. The interesting thing is when you think about it, this is the culmination of both the live show and the Ibris program mm -hmm. because the two were meant to be two sides of the same coin, weren't they? And the research was going to go together eventually to form the whole. Yeah. And this is probably what that end result would have looked like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll see that in, in Dominion, but I, I highly suspect that that's going to be something that plays into it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that that would be hard to go up against. Is 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 like controlled killer dinosaurs. That that would be well. That'd be tough. It it will be hard for any assets that are bred in the wild. But remember that Jurassic World assets already have some kind of biochip in them because that's how they were tracked on Nublar. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that factored back in to some extent. Yeah, I don't know if it's like you know. A hackable thing but i think it that's just you know, a separate <laughs> thing altogether it's like let's it's put gonna so be watchdog's new edition 
Um, so I want to uh, talk about uh, – let's talk about the characters real quick because that's all we had here for yeah. – uh, for the notes for the most part. So the characters, we, we talked a lot about um, them in the spoiler-free um, episode. And I, I love these I love these characters, the relationships. I thought um, Kenji and Brooklyn was like something that I expected coming for a long time. And yeah. if, you, if you listen back to like any uh, season three content, uh, we, you know, I, I figured that the reason that Darius and, and Kenji were on the outs was because Kenji was into to Brooklyn and he probably Feels thought there was like Darius bro <laughs> no well yeah he, he probably thought that there was like some competition between him and Darius for Brooklyn's heart and you know he's like I gotta distance myself here and, and that was and, so dramatic a competition for no, Brooklyn's dude, heart I, that's literally, I feel like, because like in season three, there's like a lot of moments where Brooklyn and Darius are getting along together and Kenji's probably like, why can't I have that? And he's like, I'm going to yeah. win her over and, and and save the day. And, you know, Kenji actually was just an an awesome character. And I feel like this is like his season in a lot of ways, you know, like. It's his redemption, because I feel like mm -hmm. at the end of season three, he's quite alienated from the rest of the group. Oh, of and course, you kind yeah. of. You see that at the start of this season, and then he slowly mellows across it. Mm -hmm. And and not only that, like he actually he is the hero, like of so many yeah. situations here. He literally like he would put himself in harm's way. He did that to save yeah. Darius in the beginning. He did that to jump on the saber tooth tiger. You know, yeah. so like he is constantly putting himself in harm's way to help out others. And I thought that was pretty great and it just shows the yeah the uh the growth of that character and and it, i think uh brooklyn said it in this season that like hey in season one i didn't think we were going to be friends at all i was like yeah, who is this guy yeah. and and then she doesn't you know, say in season no one no she doesn't watching. <laughs> but yeah but basically it's like hey when i first met you uh i didn't think we'd be friends whatsoever but now here we are and you're me and you are most alike and then the fact that they yeah like struggle like you see yaz like um you know being like this like person who's helping the courtship and stuff and and um and you know Darius is happy for them, and so it's like yeah. they 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 did some really great uh, stuff here with the characters, and and I thought that was pretty awesome. Plus, um, I had mentioned like the um, uh, the inclusiveness here, and I thought that this show has always been really really great about um, you know just showing such a wide demographic of characters and people acting in these parts, and then you know there's a moment where uh, uh, Brooklyn's like. You know, because Brooklyn is also like another major player this whole time where she is the one who who also helps save the day in so many yeah. instances and maybe even more so overall when you think about it, because she is so smart and they really focus on that. And they don't just they don't just throw it away. It's not just like a throwaway like I'm smart, you know, which a lot of shows and a lot of uh, movies will do that. It's like this character is just smart for the sake of being smart. They actually showcase a lot of why she's smart, whether it's, um, you know, her YouTube channel and all the unboxings and stuff like that, yeah. which they, she, they mentioned unboxing Brad. And I'm like, I, I, that's an interesting one. I don't know if I want to watch that, but. Um, <laughs> but oh, uh, God, no, <laughs> but, but no, but there's also uh, the fact that like they set it up in the beginning that the reason she knows a lot about this stuff and she's very helpful is is because of her two dads. And I was like, this this yeah. is amazing. Like this is this is a great show that really gets it and it gets yeah. to the heart of these characters and being inclusive to so many different, you know, kinds of people out there. And I, I was I was blown away by, you know, the ability to do that better than the films have ever tried, you know? Yeah. 
I agree with that fully. I think you're spot on. I think it makes everyone feel like they can have a place in the Jurassic franchise, which is what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. So these characters were awesome this season. I, I really, really enjoyed them. Ben, eh, you know, he's like, he's, he's fairly <laughs> Leave annoying. Ben alone. You he was fairly annoying. Him. You always do a really bad impression of him. Hey, man, you let's rephrase that. Not really bad. It was really good, actually, is what you're what you meant to say. Prove it, Brad. <laughs> no, I'm not going to prove it. Um, but no, he was he was slightly annoying this season just because he was like, he had this interesting thing, which I, I was wondering how how deep of a commentary it was where he was relying on his instincts and his feelings a lot more so and his 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 connection with things yeah. instead of science, which I was like, that's that's like an interesting point of discussion currently where like, you know, he's like, I don't I don't believe in the tech that you're using, Dr. Uh, May Turner. He's like, he's like, this is I, I don't I don't need the science. I, I can trust my instincts. And Dr. May Turner this is, is like, going in a direction I was not ready for because well, I this, get the parallels you were talking about. This now. is what <laughs> happens in the show. And, and she's like, well, science is the reason we have these things. And, and he's like, well, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's not the reason, that's not the way I expected them to take this character. But okay, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's perhaps maybe something that I would rather not have in my Jurassic world currently because there's a lot of that well, kind of stuff in the actual world. Currently. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how a lot of that plays out in the future too because I think Ben's uh, going to be the kind of more. person who goes back to the mainland and doesn't believe that dinosaurs have broken out there. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing is like we've seen that kind of commentary slightly in 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 the films and stuff like that with Fallen Kingdom. There's a little bit of that. Um so I'll, I'll be interested to see how it moves forward. But Again, I just thought these characters were great. I loved, I loved pretty much all of them this season, uh, you know, yeah, this time. And um, yeah, they were pretty. May awesome, Turner's but... the standout for me. I thought she was yeah. a really awesome addition, and it's cool seeing like it's it's cool seeing a recognizable dinosaur um, researcher who isn't Doctor Alan Grant. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and Dr. Grant did get a shout-out this time around. Yeah. It's funny because, like, He's Kenji... got to turn up next season. If he doesn't, I'll be disappointed. Look, no. I don't even want to speculate. Guys, I'm but... not setting expectations, okay? Don't assume <laughs> that that's going to happen. Please don't assume that that's No, don't assume, happen. but when you're setting this up that, like, Dr. Alan Grant is such a huge character for, for Darius, to not have Darius meet Dr. Grant eventually would just be like, oh, man... You yeah. know, I really want. I really want to see that eventually. So hopefully, I hopefully still that, remember that's when I thought Mitch was going to be Grant because I saw the blue shirt and oh my god, what? Speaking of them, they had they had some some lovely photos in their in their cabin yeah. in, on the boat, which was hilarious. Um, yeah, but uh, but no, but Mitch and Tiff set this expectation of like we can't trust people, and there was a moment where like they had said like, oh, it's just so great that we have somebody that gets it, you know, that somebody that to rely on with Dr. May Turner and, and, and not be some other adult that we can't trust. So yeah. that, that was good to see. Um, but yeah, the characters were great. Um, any, any other points uh, worth talking about here before we, uh, I have one final Let's thing, but think. any else, anything mm -hmm. else? Cause overall, you know, uh, reiterating our thoughts from, um, from, from the, uh, the non or the, yeah, the spoiler free one, you know, there was a lot of things that I had said on a, on my pros side, which I, you know, I think we talked about here. There was a, a few yeah. cons, but the few cons outweigh a lot of the pros. I think, um, I, yeah. I, I think watching the season a second time definitely helped out. It like helped me like 
you know, chill out a little bit on, on that rewatch. Um, but, you know, things yeah. like the um, the failure to fully commit is 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 tough to the canon. Um, yeah. The big Edie, little Edie thing. It was it was hard. Um, the the Brad X, you know, oh, my gosh, I, that's a big downside for me. But the things like yeah. Kenji's dad and, and, and um, you know, a lot of the dinosaur moments, the character moments, um, the potential for the next, you know, season, there's a lot of good in here. And I'm really, really excited by it. It feels a bit like season two, doesn't it? Where it felt a little bit more like just the transitional season to get them to this new location. Yes. Yes and um, no. Yes and no. I see. I made that comparison, too. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I should even make that comparison because season two felt like it really didn't give us much of anything. There were a few yeah. plot points. Obviously, the boat, you know, was a big one. But, like, a few of the plot points and the Scorpius getting out was a big one. But, like, it felt so inconsequential, you know, that whole season. This season, at least while it feels similar in nature, like, tonally, it feels very consequential for what's going to happen in the future, at least. So Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head on why I think this is a good season, despite my problems with it, is when you think about dinosaur fighting trading dinosaurs and taking dinosaurs from other people reverse engineering the technology those are all things that are going to be super pertinent in a post-jurassic world fallen kingdom universe and i think this when they say this will connect to dominion i think that's how it is i don't think there's going to be a direct connection at any point i think this is just getting us to expand our horizons and think a little bit more about what might be going on. So yes, Dominion is probably going to be a story that focuses on a specific group of characters doing a specific thing in a world where there's now dinosaurs in the wild, but it's thinking about all these other things that might be happening. The moments of wonder and awe where you get to meet somebody like Pierce, for example, but also the moments of horror where people with more nefarious intentions are pitting these creatures against each other and abusing them. And I think that is really where this season resonates is it makes you think about the real breadth and depth of storytelling that is possible now these animals are a part of the world essentially and it is a jurassic world yeah you know i i honestly didn't expect the conversations to be as like as as fulfilling and happy about this season than than they ended up being because upon my initial watch i was very like oh man like this this hurt me, that hurt me, this hurt me, and I'm like taking it personally, you know, because of all my thoughts and theories on what <laughs> should have happened. But in the in the long run, you can't really fault something for not doing what you should have, you know, you you thought should have yeah. happened. So what they ended up doing was interesting to a point where I, I can accept a lot of it, but then there's other things that like really tarnish it for me. But I'm in this in-between state still, but I, I definitely have a lot of positives here. But I want to talk about something because Colin Trevorrow said that his favorite episode was from this season, right? That was like oh, something yeah. that he had said. What what is this what is his favorite episode? Like I recognize the Rex and Kentrosaurus fight. You think so? I hmm. could see him enjoying that. Yeah. Or what it could else? Be. What else would Colin enjoy? I see. I, I was wondering, and I I, I forget specifically. Um, it might be like episode ten or nine or something like that. Taking control. Let's see. Um, yeah, I was. Is that the one with the Brachiosaurus scene? Um. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, uh, I could I'm, see I'm that see being here. it as well. Um. Yeah. But Brach- also, I yeah, reckon yeah, yeah. he it would is, have really is... enjoyed. I think he would have really enjoyed a lot of the stuff with May Turner and all of the animal behaviorism. 
because that yeah. seems like something that he's tried to explore quite a bit in the world films. Yeah. I um oh 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 in a big part too. Um <laughs> so so reason I think it's got to be episode 10 which is taking control. It feels like a very big episode where at the beginning of this episode it's like Ben Ben refuses to name the Brachiosaurus because he doesn't want to take ownership of it. He doesn't want to be attached, you know, and and he, and he's like he doesn't want, you know, that emotional connection Bumpy. with Bumpy and he's like yeah. You know, he he thinks that maybe Bumpy is out there. Probably he probably forgot about me by now. Um, but you know, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, and at that moment, my son, my son actually like looked when he was talking about Bumpy, and 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 he's like, "Dad, I really miss Bumpy." And I was Aww. like, "Oh, I was like, you're right. Yeah, me too, man. I do, I do too." And then I think this is is this the episode where this is the one at the end, right? Um, yeah, Bump, yeah, Bump, yeah, yeah, Bumpy, Bumpy comes out, and they actually show Nublar again. They showed, you know, the. I was right, guys. Nublar was back in the Nublar show. Nublar returns. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Bumpy lays down and is very sad and very upset. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that lays a lot of groundwork for the future. Um, I th- I still yeah. think my theory is in play. I still think my theory is in play, um, which I hate. What, which one? Brad? I hate talking about. No, my theory about about it now. um, I know my theory about season five or or whatever the final season. If this is the final season, oh, um, where it lines up, it skips ahead. Yeah, Yeah. it skips ahead, and they try to track down Bumpy. I think that is the way to go. Like, because like you're seeing this 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 connection here, and I still don't want them to ever go back to Nublar. I still feel like that makes no sense. So the only way to do that is to have Bumpy go to the mainland. You know, we forgot to talk about a very important detail. Darius okay. manages to get a phone call out to his brother in oh, this Oh, yeah, season. yeah, we did, we did forget And that. the last location that his brother knows that Darius was on is Isla Nublar. So mm. he's not going to have any reason to think that he's on a different island at this point. So his brother is going to go to Nublar looking for Darius. And that, that kind of causes and a problem. that is how Dave and Roxy can come back in. Oh, whatever. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not speculating too far, but I think I think that like that creates a little issue for me because like we've seen zero attempts to rescue anybody, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, obviously we know people can get there. We saw that with Dr. Wu, right? And we know yeah. that that ha- somehow Cash and, and crew over at Manicore are extracting dinosaurs, but we've never seen a rescue attempt. And it's like, are, are we going to mm. really say that the kids just didn't, were never seen or they never they were somewhere else they were underground in a bunker or something like you know i i don't know I, it, so so if it, 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 i struggle with that because if darius's brother can get back to the island why couldn't anybody else come back to save them so i i, I, I think you're alive. right though but no who I cares that's, that, why, that's the why issue. Is, so if there's no but the, so no, they they saw them <laughs> they saw them they know that they're alive because they saw the the monorail going when they were leaving the island right david roxy i don't think you ever see them acknowledge it no no there's a I there was a part where david roxy the know that their way uh maybe but because they know. they have the radio call with them so they know that they're on their way but that's the last they hear from them so that they presumably just assume that they die on the way and the point i, I was know. gonna make is say for example something like an earthquake 
when that happens, the reason why you look for survivors and people who are missing is because the damage is done and the danger is gone. With an island like Nublar, they're not going to waste time looking for people who are MIA because the threat is consistent. It's always no. there, so they're just going to stay missing. I don't buy it. Even if it's not a rescue operation, why has nobody gone back to this island in six months? You know? There might be military quarantine in place. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I don't get it. Didn't but make any besides, sense having one on Sona. <laughs> Look, no, we're not getting into that. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. But if it seems like he's probably going to get back somehow to that island or something, or yeah, maybe he'll be flying and over. He'll find the helicopter pilot who went missing, and together maybe. they'll both bring down Manticore. That could be cool. That could be cool. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, I think. Um, Going back to the other thing, I think it would be episode 10 for Colin just because of the dinosaur, the controlling aspect and the fact yeah, that it, yeah. it maybe it sets up the future with Bumpy and stuff like that. So it could be cool. I, I think maybe Ooh, episode 10 Bumpy is his favorite. getting controlled. Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't mean that. I just mean the future that, of mate, That would break my heart. That, I would cry. <sighs> you can't do that to Ben because he already experienced it once with Firecracker and that gave him the yeah. – like seeing him realize that like he had a connection there because of that moment it, you know do you know what would be really ironic if these dinosaurs get returned to nublar and firecracker grows up to become a literal firecracker <laughs> and on that note everybody uh thank you so much for for watching uh and listening to our coverage of camp cretaceous season four it's finally out, and you've seen it, I hope, at this point. <laughs> if you didn't leave and you just listened to all those spoilers, sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, come back for more content like this all the time on our on our channels and our podcasts. Uh, new episodes every, every Monday. Uh, and, yeah, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up in the future here. So please go to JurassicParkPodcast.com. Find all of our links over there. You can find articles from Tom and others. Um, you can find episode show notes and all the links to our social media at JurassicParkPod on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube. We're all over the place, so go follow us on all those places. And uh, Tom, where can people find you if they want to online? Hit me up at Tom underscore Jurassic on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, if you want those burning hot Brachiosaurus takes, please follow him yeah. on Instagram and, and, and Twitter. Um, you can follow me at Brad Jost on Twitter as well. Thank you so much for watching, and thank you, Tom, for joining me once again. Until next time, I guess. Uh, until season, I'm not going to talk to you until season five comes out. So I'm going to make a point of doing that because uh, I'm tired of the Brachiosaurus <laughs> take. So thank you so much for for joining me, and I'll see you guys next time. Enjoy. <laughs> Drop what you're doing and leave now.